you know, there is, there is, there is a heavy walking towards ensuring that men remain silent. It's, it's, it's gradually creeping in to the fabrics of society. Maybe because there is so much authority in the speakings of a man, in the works of a man, especially in the place of prayer. I was just, um, uh, last week, I was watching a clip about a man, his 16, year old, 16 years old daughter yeah, said that she now wants to be a woman. Uh, that was happening, I think, in Australia. And she now wants to be a woman and she wants to undergo a surgery to change her into a man. Sorry, she was, wants to change into a man. And the man said, this is not happening. And the mother said, ah, well, I mean, right now in society we have rights. Children can choose to do these things and we can't do much about it. Please, if that is what will make you happy, my daughter, you can go ahead. And so the girl, you know, ran to the hospital. And because the man said no, they couldn't carry out the surgery. The man said, no, as long as he is the father of this child, you are not going to put my daughter under the knife and turn her to a man. And you know how the government came in to solve that problem. They arrested the man and put him in prison so that the girl can have the surgery. That's wow. another one. The man went to jail for six months for nothing. He was having an argument with his wife at night and the argument got so heated she picked up the phone and called the police and said my husband is molesting me and they came that night and picked up the man the man said i didn't touch her i didn't do anything but of course uh when the women speak i'm telling you stories too so that you can understand what is happening in society? The man said, I didn't touch her, but then they beat him. Now, here's the funny one. The next morning, the woman, you know, she had let go of the anger, she had slept over it, and she was now, you know, okay. So she drove to the police station and she said to them, My husband actually did not touch me. I was just angry. That was why I called the cops. And they said to her, Perhaps you are saying this under duress. Perhaps someone had told you to come and say this so that we can release the man. Regardless of what you tell us, this man will complete his jail term. And the man stayed six months in prison for doing nothing. There was the last one, very close to home in Nigeria. He also almost went to jail because his daughter came home from school one day and said, I now like women. I don't like men anymore. So I want to come out as a lesbian. And in anger, you know our Nigerian men, he slapped the girl. And of course, the girl went and called the cops and they came. Thankfully, he had a good wife, which is why I'm happy that the women are in church this morning. And so the woman came out and said that she was here all along and he did not touch the girl. And that was what, how this Nigerian man was saved. 
Of course, uh, being a wise man, the very next month he deported his entire family back to Nigeria. Praise God. Now, but if you will follow, if you will see a common thing in the stories, you will find that there is a move societally to stifle the men. There is a move societally to make sure that the men stop speaking up in the family. Because if a man would say no, there are things that cannot stand, regardless of the laws society would declare. If a man would, in the place of prayer, say no, there are things that cannot stand. The Bible says whatever we bind on earth is what? Is bound in heaven. There is an authority that a man's word carries. And that is why Paul started talking to us in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8. He says, it is my desire that men will pray. It is my earnest desire that men will pray everywhere. And you know, this was not one of the verses in in the Bible, where the word men stands for men and women, you know, there are lots of places like that in scripture. How do I know that this one does not stand for men and women? Let's let's read the next verse after that. Verse 9, are we there? Now, can we read? In the same manner also, let what? Let the women, we can stop here. Praise God. He was specifically referring to the men. The masculine gender in verse 8. It is my desire. Yes, we know. See, women can pray. Hello. We don't need to organize programs to teach women how to pray. Once anything touch their body, they will just lie down and start crying to God. But you see, men, we like to use our muscle to handle it sometimes. Hello. It is not bad, though, praise God, because that is why God gave you the skills. But I desire that in addition, men will pray. Because there are some things that are going wrong because men are not praying. Someone said that the, 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 the reason why evil thrives is not because of evil men. It's because of good men that will do nothing. It is my desire that men will pray. But you know, it's not only in society that men are being stifled. Hello? Even the devil recognizes the authority a man carries. And so also, the devil comes with his own arrows to make sure men will not pray. And we saw two of those major arrows. Number one is what? Rough. Number two is what? Huh? Are we still together here? Are we still together? Number one is what? Rough. Number two is what? Doubt. Let's look at something else. James chapter 5. James chapter 5 verse 17. I don't know why the women are trying to become more than the men. They like to hear our secrets. Why? So they can help us. So they can help okay. Dr. says so that they can help us. So based on that, we allow them to stay. <laughs> James chapter 5 verse 17. Help me please. Please help me, I want to close, I want to round up. Elias, Elijah was a, ah, see, your version is not, is not calling out 
the, the, the words I want. Can, can I hear it in King James? Elijah was a what? Number one, Elijah was what? So Elijah is not one of these men that are also women. Hello? Huh? So Elijah was a man, but he also had similar problems as we did. Hello? He says he was subject. Now, the word subject, if you, if you study the English language, huh? you know that a, in a sentence you will see uh, a subject and uh, an object, right? Uh-huh. And what do they tell you that the subject is? So, the... Uh, please tell me, what is the subject? I know there's people that do not eat your school fees like us. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Praise God. A subject is either performing the action or receiving... Uh, Elijah was a man subject. So, the same things that used to act on you, that used to disturb you as a man, Elijah had the same problems. Hello? Hello? Elijah was this same man. You know, we, we, we used to sing it in church like it's a good thing. God of Elijah, send down fire. Some men came to greet Elijah. Elijah used fire to answer them. Roasted 15 men for no reason. We see his assistant, Elisha. When the same thing happened to his assistant, what did he do? He said, God, just blind their eyes. And he directed them to the proper place where they should go. But Elijah, because of vex, people came to greet him. He brought them. They sent another set. Elijah roasted them. People that God created. Yeah. Uh, how many of us still want to send down fire like the God of Elijah? Elijah is the same man that some little children, little children are known to be foolish. Even the Bible tells us that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. So little children came and they were telling him, ah! Yeah. What are they used to call that our, our head that time? When you bab it and oil it very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have told you this to wear well. <laughs> so they were saying, and Elijah called beings and he ate up the children. This man was subject to anger. Hello? He was subject to anger. This man was also subject to doubt. Was it not this Elijah, after all the mighty things he had done, that one woman wrote a letter and said, I will cut off your head. And he ran into the wilderness and went to start crying to God. Say, God, now let me remain. Huh? Was it not the same man? He was subject to wrath and he was subject to doubt. But the Bible tells us in First Timothy, sorry, James, we'll finish First Timothy, James chapter 5, verse 17, that this man, subject to these same problems, rot and doubt, he went ahead and did what? What did he do? 
He prayed. And what happened? Please read for me. Subject to like passions. Subject to like passions. As we are. As we are. And he prayed earnestly. And yet he prayed earnestly. That it might not rain. That it might not rain. And he rained not on the earth. Listen. Despite the fact that this man was subject to weaknesses, he prayed with his whole heart and he did not rain. And just in case you are thinking in your heart, maybe this is a coincidence. Maybe something that happened to the ozone layer at that time that coincided with Elijah's prayer. Maybe that was why when he prayed. Because, ah, hold on. Maybe we should, we should take that in a step back. Can we read verse 16 before 17? So that you see how this man was introduced. 16 says, the, the, the effectual fervent prayer of who? A righteous man. Are we there? Of a righteous man availed much. Follow me. I, when I read the Bible, I like to pull out some of those things. Now, you would be expecting that 17 will introduce Elijah as a righteous man, which would justify why his prayer would be answered. Are we together? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. However, Elijah was not so righteous. He was subject to like passions, just like me and you. Are we following the progression? He was not so righteous. And he prayed. The only thing was that he prayed with his whole heart. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain. And just in case you are thinking that was a coincidence, the Bible said what again? And he prayed again. Please read it for me. 18 now. And he prayed again. And he prayed again. Please tell your neighbor, pray again. Pray again. Oh, no, no. Say it like you mean it. Say pray again. Pray again. And he prayed again. What? And the heaven gave rain. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. And the earth brought forth her fruit. The prayer of one man who was not even so righteous could make the heaven and the earth respond. Are we still together this morning? Now, tap your neighbor, say, when men pray. When men pray. Is it possible that the reason why we are going through what we are going through is simply because we have not prayed earnestly? Maybe we are praying this kind of prayers that when you are praying, you know that God is not your only source. You still have plan B. Just in case this prayer does not work. He says, Elijah prayed earnestly. And he did not pray. In conclusion, I want to just point you to one thing. In the Bible, in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. I'm sorry, I'm just cutting it short, short. You know, this is not the proper service. I don't want to take so much time. Uh, maybe when we have time, we can sit down and discuss this properly. Matthew chapter 17, from verse 14. We will not have time to read it, so I'll summarize the story. Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and a certain man ran to him and cried, 
And he said, Master, my child is sick of epilepsy. And I have brought him to your disciples. And they could not heal him. And Jesus spoke. You know, he cast away the epileptic spirit. And then he talked to his disciples and said something. Uh, but before I say what he said to his disciples, who can tell me the reason why his disciples were not able to cast out that demon? I want to hear answers from three intelligent Bible students. Yes, I like this man, Dr. A. Yes. Because of doubts. Because of doubts, that's what she said. I want to know the people that are very good Bible students. Because of doubts. Yes, who else wants to try? Yes, we have another contestant. Since all these things will not be away without prayer and fasting. So, maybe, maybe you should have added fasting. Okay, so we have from the red corner, we have um, someone saying, you know, you need to add fasting. That is why it wasn't out. I need one more contestant. This, this should be a tough competition. Uh, okay. I think the disciples were expecting Jesus himself to come and do the job. I mean, after spending years training somebody, those guys are not serious. So if that really is the issue, <laughs> okay. They have enough faith. Okay. They didn't have enough faith, so you are still agreeing with my sister here. Ah, ah come on. It, is that all? Praise God. So let's see. Because you know Jesus himself answered that question. Yes, he said this guy does not go out by prayer and fasting, but hold on. Let's not rush. What was his reason that he gave them? That they couldn't cast away the demon. Let's, let's read that. Matthew chapter 17. Verse, uh, that should be verse 20. Matthew 17, verse 20. If you are there, can you read for us? Is you need to read it with a loud voice now because we are trying to we are trying to win. We need to know the winner. So reading from Amplified Version. He said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of firmly relying trust. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living, like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder, please, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. So who is winning now? Look, twenty-one. Okay, okay. He wants us to look at twenty-one too. Yes, twenty-one is where his own answer is. Oh, I read twenty-one for him, no problem. <laughs> but this time does not go out except by prayer and Hold on, now I need to come in because I need to determine who the winner is. So how do we determine the winner? Because it looks like the two answers are correct. One answer is saying you must add fasting for it to go. Another answer is saying it is doubt. And it's like the Bible says the two of them are correct. But let us see. Who eventually casted out the demon? Huh? Huh? Jesus. Did he first organize a fasting and prayer program before he casted out the demon. 
He just spoke and the demon left. <laughs> this is now the case of the master declaring his authority yeah. for his followers. He has said, though, you have faith in him. Yeah, we are coming there. We are coming there. We are coming there. We are coming there. Praise God. Praise God. See, I am in no way reducing the power of fasting. No. No. When you see something about prayer and fasting as a whole, because you see, this Bible, this, this passage, gave us a slight misconception in church that fasting is the reason why God will answer your prayers. It's that misconception I want to claim. What does fasting do to you? Fasting empowers your prayer life. Hello? Fasting makes you more sensitive to the spirit. Hello? You understand? Because, and, and you know when we talk about fasting, it's not just food. There are lots of distractions that can come in the form of food, TV, friends, different things. So when you are fasting, you identify your distractions, you put them aside so that you can pray. That is what fasting is. Hello? Now, when you see something, there was something more powerful than like what Bob said. There was something more powerful that the master was doing that he also wanted to show his disciples. That is what I want us to see. He told them, with the way you are living your life, you first need to do fasting and prayer before you can pursue this time. But you see, the way I live my life, I live a life of prayer. I am already coming from a mountain. I have prayed beforehand. Hello? You know, the reason why your prayers don't work at times is because we do responsive, uh, sorry, reactive prayer. When something has happened already, you now roll up your sleeve and start. But if you would like to live a life of prayer, you can see situations and just speak to them casually. Are you seeing the picture Jesus was painting? If you already live a life of prayer and fasting as a man, you don't need to. When, when your child comes and says, ah, see you, it's like, I don't like being a boy again, I want to be again. You don't need to go and organize prayer and fasting and bring it to pastor to pray in church. If you already live in a life of prayer, all you need to do is say, no. That word, no, is enough to remove that spirit. Are you understanding the picture I'm painting for you? If you get what I'm saying now, I am done with my lesson for this morning. When men pray, it's not just a call for us to come to church and hold hands and pray together. When men pray, it's a call for us to live a life of prayer. So that when you meet any situation tomorrow, you can just speak and it is done. Have you been blessed this morning? Please go ahead and thank the Lord for teaching you. Father, we thank you.